0: You're listening to the Bob and Bo Show. Here, are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo. No Sean this week. He is feeling under the weather. Weather. Uh, but do not fear, we do have his sit-ums and uh, stardoms and sit coming up in the NFL show for all the rest of you that are unlike Tybo and still in your fantasy football playoffs.
1: Don't worry, Sean has an affliction that uh, caused him to temporarily lose his voice. So he like can't, literally just cannot be on the show because like he's just so sick and doesn't have a voice, so...
0: He'll be all right. he'll be back
1: hope, uh, thoughts and prayers to Sean I uh, hope you get better bud
2: or not
0: either way <laughs> <laughs> uh for all of those who are in the Kansas City area or the Northeast area we uh thoughts and prayers for you as well as it is freezing cold I am in my blanket because my house gets cold uh blanky it's very cold It is wind chills in the Kansas city area. Got as low as minus 47 temperature feels like temperature. Um, But that does not even speak to what it's going to feel like on Saturday. Tybo is going to be at that game. They're saying the, the feels like temperature on on the field and in the stadium is going to be about minus six. I'm assuming if there's any wind chill at all, Arrowhead is like a funnel. It will be much, much colder in the inside the stadium than it will be outside of the stadium. These
1: cold games really suck in the stadium. Um, but you got to you got to get drunk enough and you got to bundle up enough. So
0: the nice I thing is is the nice thing is is that they will have cleared out the snow so there will not be ice balls being thrown on the field at players like there was in the Buffalo so, KC fans games. will just throw frozen beer. That's fine. We can do that Uh, on we do that on a warm day so be on the lookout for i mean hell our players do it when we celebrate touchdowns so why not right looking at you fisher (laughs) this week the kansas city chiefs are at home against a playoff hopeful in the seattle seahawks really really cool gino coming in uh he makes a pro bowl after not playing, not being like a starter, getting consistent snaps for six, seven seasons in a row, after having his jaw broken and having to be out uh, as a New York Jet, uh, he comes back, take Russell Wilson's spot, they're supposed to be the worst team in the league and out of nowhere they're in playoff contention they're hopeful and again Gino has made a pro bowl congrats to him this team is pretty good but they are hitting a skid throughout the season so far they have lost the last 4 of their 5 games Kansas City Chiefs are hoping to make that 5 of their last 6 we'll talk about that here in a little bit but because of the cold weather that is here and will continue to stay here for another 4 or 5 days Tybo has a warming top five for you.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to have moments in this winter where we get way more snow than what we got right now. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my top five snow day activities. And my one honorable mention is only an honorable mention because kids can do it. And it is day drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, everything else in this top five is accompanied by or um, followed by, like, hot chocolate um, and whatever treat you want to make yourself on a on a cold day. Um, but as an adult or in college, probably, day drinking on a snow day um, and doing any activity is fun. Um, Americans need or don't need any excuse to drink. So... honorable mention number five this is uh, the classic stay in on a snow day um, activity binging TV show or movie Uh, movie marathon like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings the Hobbit type thing Uh, I mean cuddle up with your significant other uh, crank the heat up a little bit get snacks and day drink Uh, but watch watch something on TV. Get a get a movie going. Something entertaining that you guys both want to watch. Uh
0: Breaking up? news. We've got to oh, go God. I we don't have we don't have our boring off-field reporter Tyler is taking a break today, but that that doesn't mean that there's not a Thursday night game going on we we didn't intro it. it it's jags jets not not the best it could be a very good game we have yet to see but the Jacks the jets were just now punting to the jaguars um and the jaguars ran into the punter the dumbest damn team. We haven't seen many called this year. We have seen a lot of punters get run into and no flags thrown, but this is a big one to keep this drive going, especially for this Jets team where if they can stay on the field, um, Zach Wilson's confidence will grow. We're not believers in Zach Wilson, but we do know that when he gets his confidence going and in the scheme of this team, um, they can they can get things really moving along the the more he can stay out on that field so something to watch here.
1: I picked the Jets in this game, so go Jets. Um, so yeah, num- number five, staying in, watching a movie series, TV series, whatever. Uh, number four, we have. This was this was how I made money in the winter, um, but I really enjoyed doing it because. I like money. Uh, shoveling driveways uh, for money and hot cocoa. Um, look, it's not that hard, really. I mean, it hurts your back a little bit if you do it for too long. Um, but you get a good shovel, and that's quick That's quick money for, for teenagers, for older boys, girls, if you want to get out there and do it. Um, I enjoyed that, uh, going out with a friend and just cracking ice and throwing snow and... You know, earning money makes it fun, so I don't care what you got to say about that.
0: Depends on how big <laughs> the driveway is.
1: I mean, for sure, but I'm thinking just like kind of like a regular neighborhood, like I ain't no thing. Number three had a gigantic hill in my backyard, so I always, always did this sledding. Um, there's a, cute, a few spots in the Northland that I know of that are top tier sledding spots. Um, Would love to grab friends. Um, Would still do it as an adult. I would totally. I mean, probably add in the daydream part and I would do it. But... (laughs) Adult sledding. It's fun. Okay, number two. um, Probably would be difficult to get enough people um, in my... uh, with how old I am today, and, uh, how old my friends are, but snow football back in the day, throwing on, throwing on your warmies, getting the crew together, finding a field, playing some snow football. I, I had some memorable moments out there on the snow field because snow football is fun as fuck. <laughs> not. Uh, just not practice. I don't know, I hated cold games on, on Friday nights, too. I hated was only on one side of the ball, obviously, and I hated standing on the sidelines in the pole. So when you're playing pickup football, you're always moving, so you're not as cold until afterwards, and then you go get hot chocolate. Number one, and I guess you could technically do this inside, um, but the goat was the hybrid. We, we would do this connected to a sliding glass door in somebody's basement and have an igloo on the outside of their house that you could walk inside from inside your house out to. And all you, all you'd have to do is like pile up snow against the wall. If you got enough snow to do this, you pile up snow against the wall and you start digging it out from, from inside. And I mean, you got an igloo. <laughs> but like a snow fort too, um, you don't always have to have a cover for it. You know, if you just build a snow fort, uh, that's fun too, but you can fort build inside. Um, but that, that, that transition igloo inside to outside was goaded version. Um, didn't happen very often, but we had one giant one in high school. Um, <laughs> just had so many people over to try out. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun tried doing it in uh, in my adult house but uh i never raked my leaves as an adult or didn't the few years that we tried this and our igloo was just full of leaves too and it wasn't it wasn't enough snow it failed so i failed as an adult to relive the glory days but number one activity is that building an igloo or a snow fort
0: did that uh i don't even remember I, it was definitely in high school because we could drive we drove out to uh if you remember jared we uh we drove out to uh yeah. a walmart where they just pile all the snow in it, snow in one giant pile at one end of the uh parking lot and so we grabbed some shovels and we drove out there and then we made ourselves an igloo in one of the giant things and uh the cops definitely got called it was awesome didn't do anything illegal didn't do anything wrong they didn't ask us to stop they just asked us what we were doing like hey we're just out here making an igloo out of the snow He was like all right well be careful maybe don't do anything dumb anything dumb it's pretty good i do love do love a good snow day sit at home bundled up uh i do miss the snow football um one of my favorite things to do was, uh, it, it, as long as there wasn't enough snow that could stop us from driving, I'd go out to uh, Snow Creek and uh, hit the slopes on a nice little snowboard on fresh powder. Uh,
1: no, uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you I to, don't know how
1: you, you still you, do it, man. I, you're you, the the accident that we experienced oh, yep. when we were younger traumatized that was me enough. I never really tried it again.
0: I I definitely I messed myself up pretty good a few times after that as as children. Uh, Tybo and I went and uh, I, I uh, slid on a pass, patch of ice and uh, went off into a little uh, un-cleaned un- un- pathway. Um, and uh, skis got stuck inside of a muddy trench, flew out of them, and then uh, had to get... Uh, uh, they, they brought the uh, sled down and then carried I thought on. you didn't, did you hit something that was underneath the
1: snow? Like snow was piled on a tree or something? Like so
0: it was, uh, it was like a little crevice in the ground. It was like a trench that it got dugged out and, uh, or, or maybe the snow melted around it. And, uh, so my ski tips, as I was going across, somehow went into the ravine instead of over and they got stuck in the mud. And so as they got stuck in the mud, it sent me flying and pop, pop my boots out of the skis. You messed up your back. That's all I remember. Oh, yeah. No, it was bad. It was bad. Hurt myself pretty, pretty good. Uh, but not sh- shortly after then, I decided skiing wasn't for me and I switched to a snowboard and never had that happen again. Grinding rails, going off jumps. I'm good. No, and you're no good? injuries. No, I'm good as in like no injuries. Olympic Olympic snowboarder. I, hey, <laughs> uh, they they call me the the uh, well, the uh, flying well, baldy. Okay, it's The flying baldy. I was trying to think. Flying tomato, flying baldy. Same thing, you know. Catch sure. me out. It's Snow Creek. The bald Sean White. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, folks, we do have some news before we get into what's going on in the game for Chiefs Kingdom. Obviously, last week we already talked about Chiefs Aholic. Uh, number one, the uh charges did come out today. He's facing two counts. I both believe uh, in the first degree that does carry a uh, maximum penalty of life in Oklahoma from what I understand reading. Um, uh, So if it, uh, since this is clearly not his first offense, he's been arrested other times. My assumption is, is that uh, if they want to go for life, they can get it as well as if the FBI does decide to stand-in um, could get a lot worse for Mr. Z- Xavier Boobadar. <laughs> Boobadar. What a name. Boobadar. I, Babadar. Ba- Babadar. <laughs> don't think it's nah, boob. don't Boobadar, don't think it Babadar. Boob. Listen, when you have a name like Chief Saholic, we can call you whatever you want when you hide your identity. And you rob banks. But there was some more uh, drama that went on last week that we talked about a little bit with the special teams between Dustin Colquitt, Tommy Townsend, uh, Harrison Bucker. Uh, Herbie Tope had a talk with uh, – Special teams coordinator Dave Tobe this week, and he was quoted as saying, I don't need to hear it from Dustin Colquitt to make adjustments, uh, end quote. Tube then emphasized that he wants everyone to relax when it comes to Harrison Bucker. He's not hearing any of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. He's just working on the guys. As usual, Dave Tobe is one of the, if not the best, overall special teams coordinator I think the NFL has ever seen. He is very consistent in just one down year, in over 10 years of service in the NFL. So relax. R-E-A-L-X. I can't even spell. R-E-L-A-X, bro. R-E-L-A-X. Dude, Don't ever ask me to spell anything, all right? Nobody don't asked that. you to spell anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, if if Dustin Colquitt can find and see an issue, like looking at what film is available to people who aren't in the chief's organization. I mean, the teams look at film, they know how to review their play and evaluate it and everything. So I'm Tobe probably was a, like a little PO'd by the, the question and what it was inferring. Uh, but he said it in kind of a rude way. I don't think he has any ill will towards Dustin Colquitt or anything like that, but more so it just kind of like when, when reporters kind of ask, a. uh, uh, what do you just like a kind of a directed question like that? You know, you know what they're trying to get at. and um, They're trying to start something, blah, blah, blah. But
0: I want to assume there wasn't, like you said, any anger or ill will towards that state, but, but maybe more so disappointment having Dustin Colquitt uh, part of his team for so long for him to come out and, and kind of say the things, knowing that he's a legend in Chiefs kingdom. He probably could have just come forward and, and said something to the team versus uh, uh, saying it out in the public eye. But there's probably also uh, some ill will there w- between Colquitt and Tommy Townsend, um, given the, some of the comments that were made and, and revelations that were brought forward uh, that uh, Dustin probably didn't feel he could do so. There was more drama on Chiefs Twitter today. Um, for defensive players, uh, it seems like the Kansas city chiefs players cannot keep themselves off of Twitter in the sense of, um, just trying to start beef with, with, with non-players, um, everybody deserves to be on a platform that's open and available to everyone, but you kind of, you do, you got to monitor, uh, what, you reply to um there was some stuff going on and uh talking about how bad the defense has been numbers have, have been brought up as the chiefs are number four in sacks and so on and so forth Colin Saunders decided that he was going to get in the middle of that and go back and forth with fans. I thought uh, Seth Kaiser, um, uh, the real Minnesota Chiefs fan, if you guys do not follow, please give him a follow. He's got uh, great Mm -hmm. articles that he posts all the time. Uh, He also works uh, on, I believe... Times hours with Josh Briscoe of 810. Uh, and then Matt Lane with the Kent City Sports Network. Uh, they were just kind of working on some stats here. And I thought this one was interesting from Matt. He said, I think the conversation about the Chiefs' pass rush is skewed by the level of competition versus top 10 DVOA teams, which we've spoken about here before. The Chiefs have 13 pressures in three games one against Cincinnati, seven against Jacksonville, five against Buffalo, or 4.3 per game, which really is not good. pressures per game is not something that's good, especially against the likes of a team maybe like Jacksonville, who hasn't had a very good offensive line over the last multitude of years. Um, he then went on to say against versus the bottom 10 DVOA teams, the Chiefs have 84 pressures in just six games. That's 14 a game, which is amazing. So that's maybe where we see a lot of the sacks uh, or or some of the numbers that get skewed is when we play against bad teams, our defense is really good. And when we play against good teams, our defense is really bad.
1: Yeah, I got no problem with us taking advantage of bad teams. Um, that stat doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, Because I know the caliber and I know the level of talent on our defense, so it really doesn't bother me.
0: Well, Colin Saunders took uh, uh, the day to air a couple days to air out his frustrations. He ended today being when, excuse me, yesterday being Tuesday. He ended the day off uh, before continuing again today on uh, on Wednesday. Um, But he did end the day by saying, "It's all love, Chiefs Kingdom. I'll be out of your hair soon. Don't even trip." Love you guys, so something to keep your eye on. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe it's a it's a contract year for him this year. Anyways, uh, if not, it's next year.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a little strange or crybaby ish, um, and just kind of like one of those signs that, like Rojo sent out earlier this year that Twitter may think you don't want to be on the team anymore. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, I thought, did a good job in his press conference today when asked about um, uh, all those things. Uh, he just said, you know, let's uh, let's stay – I'd like to see these guys stay off Twitter um, or us <laughs> stay off Twitter during these times as we get closer to the end of the season uh, and just talked about, um, you know, it can be a really hard time for for them as they try to lock in and get ready. And that's why you see a lot of the guys who do perform well – Uh, really kind of get out of the headspace of of speaking to anyone else or letting uh, non-player NFL personnel uh, kind of come in and speak to anything. But he also had to say there was a question asked about – what he uh, uh you know what he was still thinking about roughing the passer and uh another quote that he did drop i believe for the second time this season he said these days now it's about laying the quarterback down in a safe and mechanical way in this christian-like football game
1: christian-like is a weird description but i understand well, what but yeah, i understand yes
0: uh, uh just mainly talking about uh uh how how soft everything is getting. So I I thought that was a pretty funny good reference. Um in other news uh coming from Patrick Mahomes or well really Dante Jones Patrick Mahomes had placed a picture on his Instagram of a uh, multitude of tailor made bags. Uh there is stealth dry I think they're all stealth uh so basically uh, brand new All brand-new clubs, but uh, the Stealths came out last year, caught me a driver. Um, He's gifting those to all of his offensive linemen with some new gear, so that's pretty neat to see. Um, Interesting to note in our last little piece uh, of news here, uh, Zach Eisen. Uh, Was able to put out this information, but Patrick Mahomes, there's only two teams that he doesn't have wins against in the NFL. He has beat 30 of 32 teams in the league at one point or another. There are two teams that we have not that Patrick Mahomes has not yet beat. That is the Minnesota Vikings. The only time that he would have been able to play them was in 2019. He was out injured after the Broncos game with the uh, the the knee dislocation. The only other team that he has not beat that he has had an opportunity to is the Seattle Seahawks. In the one time that they played, he did take a loss. He has got an opportunity this week to make it thirty-one. He's got a chance to get it done. You love to see. Well, it. it would technically be thirty out of thirty-one because he can't can't beat the Chiefs yet. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, at some point, that probably will happen, but. I'm fine if a, he
1: doesn't make the list of quarterbacks that uh,
0: I'd be perfectly beaten happy with all 32 that. teams. <laughs> as I wear my Patrick Mahomes jersey, I would I would much prefer that he uh, <laughs> putting that blanket down like you're flashing us or something. Done. Yo! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, Let's get into the uh, injury report here really quickly for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, there were a lot of illnesses this week. We have some already questionable out and doubtful designations, which is not good. We'll start with our out player. It is Jody Fortson with the elbow issue that we talked about earlier this week. He's a non-participant Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. He has been labeled as out for the week. We do have a doubtful, and that is in Colin Saunders so maybe that's why he had a little bit more time to be on Twitter this week he has been sick he was a non-participant in all three days probably going to be out with whatever illness is going around in the defensive line room as we spoke about earlier another uh, two players that are questionable firstly safety Dion bush he has an illness was not listed on tuesday a non-participant on wednesday a full participant today uh, uh on thursday so he is questionable there is also another one in mike dana who was a non-participant on tuesday and wednesday he was a full participant today on thursday is listed as questionable for the game. There are a few more, um, uh, excuse me, there's just one more non-participant with a full participation due to illness. That was Chris Jones. He was a non-participant on Tuesday. Full practice Wednesday and Thursday. He will be ready and rearing to go. The rest of the players on this list were full practices on all three days. That was Noah Gray, Nazee Johnson, Lucas Niang, Derek Nadi, Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, Legarius Sneed, and... Hadarius Tony, so it's good to see us getting healthy right before a big, big game. Um, what are your thoughts here, real quick, Tybo? This is Hardman plan. Uh, McCole Hardman has not yet been activated from the list. He has until tomorrow to be activated. When you're hearing I'm- this, you will probably know whether McCole Hardman has been activated or not. And We did lose Tybo there a little bit. We'll see if he comes back. There oh no! Can you hear me? Yep, we got you.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the, now it's telling me my internet connection is unstable. Uh, but McColl's who I want back. Um, Kadarius Tony is is a high number two, but everybody else is just kind of eh, not not detrimental to us by any means, of
0: course. Uh, going to Seattle's list, they've got a couple out designations. That's Nostackle, Al Woods, Safety, Ryan Neal, and Wide Receiver, Tyler Lockett, that we've covered earlier on this week as well with the Broken Finger. They've got four questionable designations so far. That is uh, running back DJ Dallas. Tight end Noah Fant. We know him from his days in Denver. You've also got running back Kenneth Walker III. He was a non-participant three days in a row. That is something to keep your eyes on. Uh, If he doesn't play, then you're out your top two backs most likely. May not look very good for the Seattle Seahawks. And the final one is wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Very speedy, runs decent routes. Uh, uh, If Tyler Lockett is going to be out, that is a guy that they need back in. Um, They do have uh, some other players who have been listed, but it looks like full participants. As of Thursday, uh, you have got um, linebacker Daryl Taylor, uh, tackle Abraham Lucas, You've also got linebacker Bruce Irvin, linebacker Jordan Brooks, safety Quandre Diggs, something to keep your eye on with a shoulder injury. Linebacker Tanner Muse looks like they're running out of all their linebackers so far. Uh, Defensive end Quentin Jefferson its one to keep your eye on as well for Patrick Mahomes' safety and linebacker, oh, goodness gracious, Uchena Mwasu. Got that one right. I know it. I've heard it before.
1: (laughs) Their list is certainly longer. Uh, Could be why they're on this little skid. Uh, Injury report, yet again, kind of leans in our favor here.
0: It does lean in our favor. It is nice to see that maybe we can get an uh, easier three games pending, uh, more specifically, uh, that Kenneth Walker designation. I think that's probably going to be the biggest one. When he doesn't play uh, as their lead back prior to uh, uh, Chris Carson's injury, it has not been good for the Seattle Seahawks let's get into what we should be expecting from this Kansas city chiefs offense this week.
2: What do you think we should expect? Ty Bob. What should we call first? first.
1: (laughs) We should expect. Oh man. I, I always get so caught up with, should it be what I expect or what, what do I want? Um, but no, no, no. We should we should expect another damn near perfect game out of Patrick Mahomes. Um, he got his INT bug out of him, and I he's things when things like that happen. You saw how he came out last week. I mean, he was dialed in, he was locked in, he was any other attribute you want to you want to say about him. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come with that same kind of energy. You could see it in his face. Uh, in the picture where they had the hats in the locker room last week, he's not satisfied. He wants that number one seed. He deserves it, just like he deserves the MVP. Um, don't expect his concentration to falter um, as as uh, as we end out the season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn. I I'm, the Chiefs as a team have not played full game penalties galore um and it really really depends on these designations of of the defense on on the Seattle side um cuz they really do have a very strong defense you've got a guy like Tariq Woolen who gets picked on a lot and he will pick you off that is not a guy to play around with this week if Patrick Mahomes is looking to stay as perfect as possible. Um, that INT bug has, like Tybo said, is is has gotten out of his system, but this is a team that you cannot relax on uh, w- when you're out there because they're very, very good. What I would be expecting is a lot of checkdowns this week. That Those DBs are very, very strong. Expect Jarek McKinnon to be in this game a lot. If you can put down the same-game parlay, make sure that he is in it for whatever yards receiving that you think he will get because, boy, he is going to have another hell of a day. Um, I would expect Travis Kelsey to finally get more involved in this. And By involved, I mean he's <laughs> going to be uh, seeing a lot more targets. He has been down the last couple of weeks and more yards. Probably expect him to get he'll in. he a
1: 100-yard game last, last week.
0: It did prior prior to that hundred yard game. I don't think he had eclipsed 100 yards in in three. Um, so involvement, heavy involvement this week as we try to get this team rearing and going uh, and momentum shifting for the playoffs. But expect Jarek McKinnon and Travis Kelsey to be heavily, heavily, heavily involved this week. Defensively, Those are past tabo- safety blankets, man. Safety blankets, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna come in handy this week, uh, especially with, like I said, with that with those DBs. Um, Pat's gonna be looking for the guys he know can catch in tight coverage and be able to come down securely with the ball. That's gonna be go the big... with what we know. That's what we know. Defensively, Tybo, what should we be looking at?
1: Man, it's it's tough because this defense. You really don't
2: think has played great the last two weeks. Redo um, froze again froze. there. Oh, there he is. We
1: didn't even get after the quarterback that much last week. Uh, Frank Clark was the only one that got a sack. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting George Karloftis to get another sack this week. Um, add to his total. I just want to see some fire, and I would like it. I would like it to be from a younger guy, uh, because Chris Jones has been taking too much of the uh, the load this year, if you will. Pardon my French.
0: No, no, he has. He has. <laughs> uh, we talked about it last week with his snap share. I mean, we've got to be able to get this guy off the field. We've got to – I think that's one of the more important parts is making sure that our defense can get a rest in these next three games, being able to take long drives and take those snap counts off of those guys. That comes with securing the ball, and that comes with being able to run the ball or get the checkdowns and take the little chunk plays so that uh, maybe we can secure those guys up a little bit. Uh, Defensively, it's really hard to think of what you can expect from this team. Number one, I'll, I'll give you two things. Kenneth Walker is not in. Expect there to be a lot of passes thrown, and I would expect Kansas City Chiefs defense to come away with a couple of picks. Gino has played outstanding, he's been very efficient with the ball, but if they have to rely on Gino, we already know that um he can he can have the ball taken away from him. We've seen it. Um, and and that'll be one. But if Kenneth Walker the third is playing um expect Derek Noddy to get a lot of snaps, a lot of, expect him to be on the field for a very large portion of the game. Uh, we do know that his run, def, his run defense is probably one of the higher out of all of our defensive linemen. Uh, so expect him to be out there um, and expect us to uh, not play as much nickel. Expect uh, Leo Chanel to be out there quite a lot. If, uh, Kenneth Walker III is going to be playing, um, so a little two part there. But uh, really, really like they, the the offense for the Seattle Seahawks really depends on if he's going to play or not.
1: I am in the camp of Chiefs fans that want to see Leo take snaps at defensive end, get him on the I edge, try that. it out. I haven't heard that.
0: What, would you think? Uh, we, what sidebar here for a minute. We've talked about Steve Spagnuolo and 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 how much we want Spags out. If we get a different if we get our wish and get a different defensive coordinator this offseason, do you think that we switch, you know, we go from Bob Sutton who ran a 3-4 to Spags who runs a 4-3 back to somebody who runs a 3-4 put Chris Jones solely at that nose tackle position, and maybe go back to the old way where the Chiefs were bringing down the outside linebackers to come in and rush with Justin Houston, Justin Houston, Tom Bahali. Maybe we bring in Leo Chanel to be that stand-up outside edge rusher.
1: I it'd be interesting. I don't know if that is the answer. To be completely honest, um, I like. I like the style of the four three better, me personally, but I like not necessarily agreeing with how Spags runs it, obviously. Um, but it it would be interesting. I you have to know like you'd have to know for sure that Leo plays everything on the edge like he should, like being able to being able to set an edge in the run and, and contain and all that all that junk that comes along with being an edge guy. Um I, I'm I'm thinking more so on specifically passing downs um, that I want to see Leo take edge snaps on. Um, But I don't know. It's hard for me to speak to it because that's, that's one of those things you, you kind of witness it as it happens, if it, if it happens, if it happens. So I don't, I don't know. Um, Leo would be the only outside linebacker that I see being able to be that type of guy. Um, I don't think Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, they, they could run – they could be the, the two Mike linebackers in a 3-4 system, but I don't think we have another linebacker on on the squad that fits the bill for that.
0: No, but also don't forget we've got what what could possibly be a top four cap space at the end of the season, uh, beginning of next season, to bring in uh, someone. So it's uh, very interesting. We'll have to see what developments get made in the offseason. But back to this game, what quickly are some things we should not be expecting from this Kansas City Chiefs defense and offense?
2: Don't expect – the don't expect the defense to
1: like have all your problems figured out this game um, where Gino's played well. I, I understand you think we're going to get some picks and, and get turnovers against the Seattle team, but don't, don't expect our coverage to be any better than it has been. Um, expect the
2: Seahawks to score on us and and make it somewhat of a competitive game. Offensively, don't expect Pat throw picks. I'm
1: just gonna say what I said and what to, what to expect.
0: Uh quarterbacks speak, man. Come on, I wish I could find you for that. Hit me for it. I don't care. It's it's, it's a Sean it. specific. It's a Sean specific. We made those rules. <laughs> I can't hit you for it. Um, I've been uh, pretty good about not doing any of my specific
1: fines. So you have branch out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm I'm big find I got I have to win <laughs> um, going for for me for what not to expect defensively we should not be I, I think I have to go along the lines with Tybo we should not be expecting us to have it figured out we should probably not expect us to hold this game real um, to to low scoring um, regardless if Kenneth Walker the third is in or not offensively don't expect the turnovers from Pat, even with as good as these DBs are. Um, and don't expect don't expect this to be vanilla. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are very, very tight. We have seen this. They're doing commercials together. Andy Reid is aligning what he does coaching-wise with making sure that Patrick Mahomes can go out there and not only perform, but put up numbers and break records. And this is what he... And Andy, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are both trying to do. Do not expect Andy Reid to hold back in a game where Patrick Mahomes needs to beat a team and we need to get momentum going forward. Do not expect Andy Reid and this Chiefs offense to be vanilla this week. Tybo, who very quickly is a player to watch?
2: Let me see here. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one i'll give you one mine um i i just want to uh th- this player uh on offense um it's gonna be juju i didn't okay. give you him in what to expect but he I, I, is a player to watch he's been involved but this week, I believe, will set the momentum for what happens in the following two in the momentum building. If he stays somewhat still involved and is st- is not putting up uh, what we expect, this is the this next three week span is what we're going to see in the playoffs from Juju, guaranteed. As Tybo freezes again, uh, I will cut into <laughs> this Thursday night football game report really quickly. It is ten to three, five minutes, five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Here, Evan Ingram just gets a massive screen play that breaks off for um, sixty yards. Evan Ingram, sixty yards. Being I hope you e. have. I, I hope you have him in your fantasy league. Evan Ingram has had a revitalization of his career this season in, uh, in Jacksonville guy to keep your eye on because he's a free agent after the season. You don't think he'll be back. He's a free, he's only on a one-year deal. He could go back, but Hey, there's going to be a lot of teams that come calling when a guy like that is able to put up the numbers he has this year, just speaking specifically for uh, fantasy. He has had, multiple 20-point games. He's had a 40-point game. He's been putting up numbers. He's only 28 years old. Is uh, a, he's a guy, guy to keep your eyes on.
1: Yeah, I, I almost feel like I'm cheating if I say the players to watch are our backfield, Pacheco and McKinnon. Um, but th- those are the guys that are going to be responsible for a decent chunk of the offense. Um, Pacheco's going to be close to 100 yards, and, and McKinnon's going to go off um, as a receiver, um, as it kind of has been the last two weeks. Um, it's the identity of this team. Um, it gets harder and harder to to do this kind of stuff as as we go throughout the season, because it's just kind of is what it is. We get more creative with the play calling um, and how these guys get the yardage, but Isaiah Pacheco is going to grind out some yards and McKinnon um, is going to
0: just be all over the field. Sure. Yeah. Um, Key to the game for me is going to be um, mitigation, mitigate, mitigate the penalties, mitigate the yards given up, mitigate the turnovers, mitigate. (laughs) I was, uh, I was waiting for a little bit more
2: of an explanation.
0: No, mitigate. Mitigate everything that comes against you. You mitigate the yards you're giving up, mitigate the score. Really, it's going to be mitigate the the mistakes that come across that the Kansas City Chiefs have given up so far, especially in the last couple of weeks. Clean that stuff up, but nothing happens overnight like we've talked about earlier on here. Um, It's just start to mitigate. This, this three weeks, like I've been saying, is what sets us up for the playoffs. If we have any shot at going anywhere, even past the first round, we need to start mitigating things right now, cutting things in half. Let's cut our penalties and yardage in half from last week. Let's start cutting our turnovers in half from the last couple of weeks. If we can start cutting things in half, you do that by game, by game, by game. Finally, we will go into the playoffs after three weeks, having mitigated all of that and being able to play complete quarters and play perfect games. I might be saying
1: the same thing you are saying in a different way. Um, But what's coming to mind is is fine-tuning the machine and and breaking it down even
2: further than um just the game by game basis and and, like fix the shit oh my god
1: uh but just take a breather like like relax we're 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 10 and three we're vying for the first seed um keep Pat is doing what Pat's doing but everybody else on that field has to win their reps we gotta have, we gotta have build confidence we gotta fine tune the machine we gotta cut out the mistakes our, our special teams as far as receiving punts and kicks um, you know that stuff at Harrison Butker and, and the kicking game but we're fine tuning that because that's what coaches do so, just making sure we're taking each play with 100 percent effort
0: and mental stability. Like effort—that's the big one. We preached on it all year. It has to—it has to ramp up these last few weeks. Uh, were you that smiling because brings... my
1: internet connection was going out? Or... Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it was really funny because you were like, "This is something we need to fix," and I was like, "Man, you need to fix your fucking internet." Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I Oh, you could good, man. Let's quickly get in here to our pick them Obviously, uh, Sean is not here. We do have his pick, just no scores. Uh, Tybo, you did win last week and decided to go first. Let's get your pick.
1: Oh, I'm going to keep the score in the 20s. It's going to be 29-23
0: really good it's really good uh uh, sean is gonna pick the chiefs although he does not have a score for us no worries there i'm going to pick the chiefs to win i think it's still going to be in the 20s we haven't really seen the chiefs score over the 20s into the 30s and 40 marks a whole lot this season it's been a bad couple weeks uh i would say in the next two weeks we could probably see in the 30s and above but for this week against this defense i'm giving the kansas city chiefs a win uh, twenty-seven to twenty one. Twenty seven twenty one. Twenty one. Uh that is gonna do it for the Pick'em. Um, make sure that you check us make sure your butts are in seats folks because again, this is Christmas Eve game, we have a boatload of Christmas Eve games Nobody, only a handful, only a couple of teams are playing on Sunday during Christmas uh, we do hope that you and your families have a great time spending uh, with each other if you can, families if, uh, if this is a tough uh, season for you uh, T's and P's out to you uh, and reach out to somebody always reach out to somebody this is a a difficult time for some people Uh, so if you know of anybody in your life that is uh, maybe going through a rough time this holiday be sure to reach out to them let them know you love them as well as much as we love you and each other here never forget that one make sure to check us back out on uh tuesday or wednesday yeah tuesday as uh or excuse yeah tuesday as we bring you tuesday wednesday whatever i don't know my days whenever you hear us whenever you hear us you'll hear us make sure to check us up uh, out at the usual check spots, us up. Bob and Bo show check us in check us out not yet Chiefs are going to the playoffs folks seven consecutive wins and always remember go Chiefs go Chiefs